Episode 19 of Transistor for October 21, 2012, with topics including trans journey. Listen in, I'm not going to tell you what that one's about today. And translation, the tuck, a follow-up. Transitions, orchidectomy, another follow-up. And transonic, ball-busting, you heard it. Transformers, ball-spreaders, ooh. Transmissions, news from around the world, and a transcriptions with a letter from a listener. This is Transistor with your host, Velvet Steel. Transistor. The show where I talk about trans issues, because I know you want to listen, learn, and hopefully laugh a little. Trans journey. Yep, we're all on journeys, and we do some fun, crazy things on our way to get where we want to be. And uh, I know a lot of you guys out there listening have pretty much done this one, only for shits and giggles and a little bit of fun. But someone in my situation and everybody else that's in my situation has probably done this and realized that's really what I should be looking at. And you know what I'm talking about, the dick between the legs. How many of you guys out there as a young boy having a good time and stuff like that has, uh, you know, before, well, actually even in your adult life, gone and tucked everything as far back as you possibly can and squeezed your thighs tight and made it look like a man pussy. Mangina. Mm-hmm. You've tucked it back between your legs good and hard and it gets that smooth, smooth, smooth appearance. The boy pussy, the mangina, all those different things. We've all seen it before. I mean, if any of you are on the internet and you're looking at some of our big major actors and actresses getting caught in the nude by all you nosy paparazzi out there, well, one of them you'll remember is Brad Pitt doing his little thing with Gwyneth Paltrow dancing around on the balcony there and he's stuck his dick and balls between his legs and did his own little whoop. We also got Ryan Reynolds. He's done it too on some of his movies. And go ahead, have a look, Google it, check it all out. Mangina, you've all done it and you've stuck it back between your legs. Well, as kids, I know most of you have done it. I did it. A lot of my girlfriends who are also in the same situation, I am trans folks and trans girls out there have also done it. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's just getting in to know your body and you have a good time. It's smooth, smooth, smooth. It's tucking it back. And of course, at that time, I don't think too many of you were thinking about how much it possibly hurt when you were sticking your balls back towards your asshole. Did you think about that? I bet you didn't. Uh-huh. That was a simple little fun one, wasn't it? Translation. The tuck. Yes, this is a follow-up. Been getting lots of people talking about it and wanting me to go in a little bit more detail. And uh, it's one of those things that anybody that is, well, let's say cross-dresser, drag queen, trans, are pretty much well aware of what that's all about. And that, of course, yes, is tucking your cock and balls back between your legs. 
And generally, most of the ones that I know of who are doing it, you know, you've got your flexible scrotum and your testicles are on either side of it after you've tucked your penis back between your legs good and hard. And what do you, what ends up happening? Well, your balls and your scrotum start to wrap around your penis. And well, you've got to get those tucked back there too. So you're pushing that back really hard. And you're probably wondering, well, where do your balls go? You know where your dick is going. Your dick is going right up in, in between your pelvic region there, laying up where, well, they call the taint and all those areas there. Um, and it's lying along that seam also nice and tight. Well, the balls, if you can get them pushed back there as well, can go right towards your asshole or they'll go back up inside yourself. Yes, but go back up inside yourself into those tubes where they dropped as a young boy down into your scrotum and settled because your scrotum well, if most of you don't know, is there to regulate the heat of your balls, of your testicles for child-producing sperm. And uh, that is a very delicate area of the body that needs its own temperature regulation. If the sperm is overheated, well, it'll kill them off. If it's too cold, it'll slow them down. So that's why the scrotum is there to regulate that drop and raise and tighten and do all these different things. Well, anyway, back to tucking. So here you are, sticking them back between your legs and your balls. Either they're gone back up inside yourself or they're actually back towards your asshole and you've got it nice and tucked really hard. Yes, when you first start doing this, it's not pain-free. It can be very painful and it can be very, how shall we say, uncomfortable. We'll just leave it at that. So how do you keep it there? Well, you're going to get some panties, really nice tight G-string panties or something that's going to keep it nice and smooth. And that's generally what we all do. We find something until, well, for those of us who are going one step further and having it removed at some point down the road, um, we're going to keep it in place with maybe one or two pairs of panties. And that's all your choice. And that keeps it nice and smooth and keeps it back there. And once your panties are on, well, for those of you who are cross-dressing, most of the guys that I know don't shave their legs. So they're going to take one pair of pantyhose and a second pair of pantyhose over. And that even keeps it that much smoother and that much more in place for a longer period of time. And are we asking if it's painful or uncomfortable? Hmm. Chances are, yes, if you're a first-time doer. And drag queens know what this is all about, too, because they're doing this all as well. They want to keep that smooth, flat appearance when they're out there doing their performances and things like that. I mean, how are you going to do the show you're going to do dressed and looking like a female impersonation act if you've got a nice big bulge in the front there? Doesn't quite work, does it? Uh-uh. So I can tell you that they're well aware of what's going on as well. And here is a friend, a lovely friend to help with the process. Gold Bond Medicated Powder. No, I'm not going to sound like a commercial. Well, maybe I am. But sprinkle a little bit in that in there as well. And it keeps everything dry. It keeps the moisture away from it. Because how many of you guys out there when you're laying on the couch or watching a movie or whatever it is, I know you have. Come on. I can see a smile crumbling across your face. You know what I'm talking about. Where you've stuck your hand down your pants into your underwear and gave your nuts a bit of a scratch because they were itchy and come back out and, well consciously or subconsciously you've taken your fingers and they passed crossed your nose and you've smelled exactly what was going on down there <laughs> to see if well what your man odor is all about you're checking it all about i know you have gold bond medicated powder keeps the moisture away and keeps it dry transitions surgical procedures orchidectomy when most people think about well srs things like that they think of everything being removed 
Um, from the penis to the excess skin to the scrotum to the testicles, all those different things. Well, it doesn't necessarily happen in one step. There are individuals out there who have gone through to remove the testicles to actually have that extra bit of testosterone removed from the system. Yes, testosterone. Testosterone is not just produced in the testicles, just so you know. It also is in the pituitary and other glands throughout the body, only not in the same concentrations that are received or produced in the testicles. And what's happening there is testosterone, that lovely hormone that gives men and women, believe it or not, their sex drive and maintains certain characteristics in the body. And yes, men do, do go through their manopause, um, where the testosterone level starts to decrease and things start to change hormone-wise and things like that. And one of the people that I'm a strong believer in and follow of is Suzanne Summers and her hormone replacement therapies for men and for women. We all talk about different things in regards to hormone replacement and going through menopause and menopause. Um, that you don't have to worry about hormones anymore. Well, I kind of think you do because people start to gain weight, they start to get lethargic, they start to get tired, they lose their sex drive, they lose hair, they grow hair, they do all these bizarre, bizarre different things. And like Suzanne Summers, I believe that why not live a healthy, happy life with your hormone replacement therapies, whether you're a man or a woman. Just find someone out there that can do it and go for your bioidentical hormone replacement therapies and get it all checked out. And I know a lot of guys out there who have gone through prostate problems are probably going through some sort of hormone replacement are in agreement with me. But anyway, back to the orchidectomy. So now that I've explained that the testicles also produce major testosterone for the body to create those traits and give the sex drive, well, simple thing for most transsexuals, if they are not ready to go the full gamut, they will have them removed to remove that amount of testosterone being produced. And generally what that ends up being is an incision through the testicle scrotum area along what looks like the seam, and they take them out there and stitch that back up. And when they're removed, the scrotum actually gets really tight and shrinks up very, very, very tight. So it's actually not this large area of skin that is used to drop and getting larger to keep the testicles regulated temperature wise and getting tight it gets tighter and tighter and tighter and the reason that they're doing that is so they can get rid of the testosterone and they still walk around with the penis and a lot of women out there who are considered transgendered or considered themselves transgendered individuals have not gone the full SRS situation and if we go back in history a little bit we can think about this as eunuchs um, in China for example in the the city there, the, um, you know, they had in the Red City there, they eunuchs to help out and deal with the women folk that were of the royal nobility in the Chinese uh, nobility. Um, the reason that they were eunuchs was because they believed that the sex drive would have been gone. And here these individuals had had them removed at a young, early age and would walk around with them atrophied and dried up and, you know, mummified in little boxes and would give them as gifts as they got older to individuals that they wanted to you know, give them off to. Um, when we're talking about eunuchs as well, well, that's not just limited to them, the castrati, the castrati of Italy in the 1700s and even earlier, young boys when they would go through puberty to keep their voices beautiful and lovely and happening, um, would have them removed and much against their wills as well. They didn't know this was going on. There's a couple books out there that you can read, one of them by Anne Rice that actually talks about this. And of course, we have a singer in our latest recent past who was believed to have had the same thing done, but I'm not going to go there. 
Um, so anyway, prep for this involves hair removal and electrolysis of the scrotum area. Not a non-painful situation. So if you're going to have this done and you're one of those individuals who are going down that route, think about something like Emla. Emla is a topical anesthetic or even a Novocaine kind of cream on there to go and get your electrolysis done to have that hair removed. And by the way, that is something that they always recommend for anybody going through full SRS surgery to have all that hair removed. And that hair removal is generally, well, electrolysis. Or if you have hair that's going to be dark enough, you can get a laser down there and get that thwap. And it feels like a thwap. It's not it's not pleasurable. It's certainly painful. And you know what? Think about getting kicked in the nuts. That's what it's like. And once they're removed, you feel that much better and you have no more balls. And there's a couple books out there as well. One of them that I have at home called ModCon. And that talks about body transformations on a surgical level. Trust me, it's a book that I've looked through and I've read. And there's some pictures in there that are really graphic and really gory to the point where, I, yes, I myself have put the book down and gone back to there because, mm, okay, this is something that someone's doing to themselves, by themselves, without any help from a surgeon. Don't do that. And if that's what you want to do, an orchidectomy, and that's where you're going, go talk to your doctor because I'm sure you're going to be happy and you'll get the results you want. Transonic. My life. Professional domination and private domination. Hmm. Well, here's one for you. My first time with this one was quite interesting. And in my day, I didn't have any books. There was no mentors around for this kind of thing. And when I finally did find someone that I could actually talk to about this, well, I just got more and more intrigued by it ball busting. Yes, you heard me, ball busting. You're probably wondering what that involves. Well, there are individuals out there in the world of fetishism that love to have their nuts kicked or smacked or whacked or pounded, all those different things. And you've got to know exactly what that's all about because, well, you don't want to rupture or crush or do anything of that nature to those lovely globes hanging between your legs in that scrotum. Mm-mm. So when I got my first call, I had, well, I don't want to say bullshit it, but I certainly talked to this individual on the phone about what it was they were interested. I called it playing 20 questions. So here I got this phone call asking what my donation requirement was and my location and all these different things. And when I found out what it was they wanted by asking the simple question, what is it you're interested in? Ball busting. I like to have my nuts seriously smacked and whacked and pounded and I like to have them kicked. Okay, that sounds fine. When are you looking for a visit? You tell me the time frame and we'll go from there on any 24 hours notice prior to visit and we'll go from that. And if you get any sort of ideas for cancellation, I also expect at least 12 hours notice prior to your visit and we'll go from there as well. At which time, if you are not cancelling, I will give you my address details and see you soon. Everything was agreed upon. Everything went well. And in the meantime, I decided to find out exactly what was going on in regards to the level of pain, the level that I could inflict and go from there. Well, I found a mentor through Northbound Leather in Toronto, through the boards, the message boards there. And after learning exactly what these lovely balls could take between your legs, I was ready for action. He showed up. It was great. 
It was nerve-wracking. It was exciting. So after having him sit on the floor, nude, with his hands behind his head, tied to the collar that was gently affixed around his neck, attached to the wrist shackles that I had on him, I had him spread his legs artfully. I made him arch back, lean back, lift his nuts up off that floor, and let me put my foot underneath those balls, gently resting across the toe of my boot, my thigh-high boots, my PVC thigh-high boots with a nice metal toe cap on them. I could feel his balls gently rubbing against the top of my toe, and they were sliding from one side to the next. And I was gently moving my foot around, talking and cooing into his ears about how much of a dirty, filthy boy he was and that those dirty nuts needed some attention. And I'm sure they had gotten just the right kind of attention because he thought the world of them. He thought everything of them, how he told me. His balls were his world. His balls were his life. His balls were what made him a man. And just as he said his man, I took my foot out quickly and I kicked him between those legs. Good and hard, being sure not to break them, not to hurt them, not to kick them back up to himself. He winced and moaned and groaned with a sharp jab out of his mouth. I could hear it coming from the bottom of his throat, up, out his mouth. Ugh. Oh, I could feel the intensity. I could feel the power that that foot did. And slowly but surely, my toe found its way back under those balls as I proceeded to coo and talk into his ears about how his balls were mine. His balls were never to be his again, and they were not what made him a man. That was never going to make him a man. And as he looked up at me and he agreed, I kicked him again, good and hard. I kept kicking him hard. I kicked him four times in rapid succession. He loved it. I could hear him. Mm, ah, ooh, moving onward and upward, I slowly crept and knelt down right in front of him with my legs spread so he could see my PVC panties across my crotch. And as I put my hands up my thighs towards my crotch, I knelt in forward, resting my shoulder on his shoulder, and I smacked him good and hard with my right hand on those balls. I smacked him so hard that he jerked back a couple inches where he was sitting on his bare ass on that floor in my room, in my living room, with the curtains wide open that I thought the neighbors could hopefully see what was going on there because that really excited me too. And I smacked his balls good and hard as I told them they were mine and they were never to be his again. Never, ever, ever. And from that moment on, he knew he was mine because I grabbed his nuts with my other hand and I twisted them tight and I took my right hand and I gave a nice scratch with my nails across those balls and I smacked him good and hard and told him that they were never to be his. They were mine and he would never forget that. Never, ever forget that. Ball busting. Who knew that I would start having so much fun? <laughs> Transformers, toys, lovely fun things. Mm, they are great things. And one of the ones I want to talk to you about right now is called a ball spreader. Hot on the heels of ball busting. So for those of you who can actually have your nuts dealt with and like to have your nuts dealt with and uh, enjoy that whole thing, one of the shops that I work at at Sweet Adult Boutique, we have ball spreaders and we have them in leather and we have them in string. We have them in silicone. We have them in latex and generally what those things are 
They come in a cock ring where you have an opening that can actually put your balls through as well and it will spread it and it has a little strap that will go down the center and spread your balls wide and keep them nice and tight and shiny, much like a balloon. You know when you take your balloon and you blow it up and you tighten it really tight and does that sort of tight, squeaky, smooth kind of thing? That's what these guys do. And for those of you who are creative out there, we have also got leather string. We can wrap them good and tight around those balls there and uh, they are spreading them and wrap them tight and so they stretch them down from below the penis and spread them mm. <laughs> and they're a real nice juicy toy to have a good time with and if you want something silicone and something smooth we've got that too only you're going to have to get them through there with a nice bit of lubricant and smooth them through because your skin's going to get caught on that silicone and well if that's what you like you can do that too there's a whole selection and a whole assortment and a different price range from leather with snaps to string to silicone molded nuts and bolts and all these fun different things and if you want to know what I'm talking about you can either check it out at Sweet Adult Boutique online or you can go to Fort Trough, Fort Trough online and have a look there there's all kinds of things to spread those lovely grapes between your legs transmissions news from around the world some good some not so good we've got three for you today and you know what i think they're all pretty good today so listen up we've got rose ben katisan wants a sexual revolution as she launches the sexual liberation party of india Rose Venkatasan, the first transgender television host in India, announced she is launching a political party called the Sexual Liberation Party of India. India is a sexually repressed country, Venkatasan told IBN Live. Sexual freedom is necessary for everybody. There is a lot of hypocrisy, and I want a sexual revolution to happen. There are many laws I want changed. Here's Rose's, here's Rose discussing her proposed political party and the state of sexuality in India. The politics in a big way. Yes, I did ask for an MLA seat, an MLA ticket in a major party, but I did not get it. And once I did not get it, I just left the idea of, uh, you know, pursuing politics immediately. But uh, over the last few months, I have been, you know, watching the, the hypocrisy that is going on with respect to how the Indian government and the Supreme Court and uh, the other politicians I mean, I mean the parties, they treat the case of 377 and I also heard about the Supreme Court asking the Indian government, there is a case going on in the Supreme Court to, to regularize and to legalize prostitution and the Supreme Court seems to have asked the Indian government why not legalize it, um, so that, that kind of a question has been uh, has coming up and also the adultery law has been questioned. So these kinds of things are happening in the country and moreover, Indian society is changing so fast with the coming of the internet. The youth are going online. They're going, they're, it's, it's very easy for them to find a partner for sex. Many times women suffer and women, women are forced to stay within the, the household. It's because they are financially dependent on the man. Ultimately everything boils down to economics and finances. That is why I, uh, as a policy of the party, uh, want to ensure that there is 40% reservation for women in employment. So women have to first become independent of the man. 
So they, they have to come out of the household and they should be able to access jobs and they should be able to create employment, they should be able to start industries. So my party will be totally for women's rights, women's employment rights. So this 40% employment will create a mass you know, opportunity for women. Hear, hear. And Venkatasan's party's policies include employment quotas for women, 40%, and openly LGBT people, 5%, repealing of all laws restricting sexual freedom of consenting individuals, licensed sex work, designated areas and offices and public spaces for sex, and the age of consent to be lowered to 14. I may not be taken seriously, but I know I will be in the, in few years from now, Venkatasan said. Indian transsexuals will no longer rely on parental support in registering to vote. India has made it easier for transsexuals to register to vote in recognition that many, in many cases their parents may not be prepared to sign documents for them because of transphobic attitudes. India's electoral commission will now allow a person's associate or spiritual teacher to vouch for transsexual people in official documents. Transsexuals may not be accepted in some families and in such cases the eligible person may be deprived of voting right sick due to the current enrollment process where proof of age and proof of residence are required to be submitted, a senior election official told the Times of India. With this modification, even the teacher can endorse a transsexual's case for registration as a voter. However, Rose Venkatasan, a popular Indian transgender TV host, told the Times of India there was more than the government could do to resist or assist transgender individuals in participating in the political process. It is a welcome move by the election commission, Ben Cattison said. Once we decide to declare ourselves as a transgender or a woman, the family will oppose our declaration. With the EEC order, if we were able to get our guru to sign the new voter resignation form or registration form, resignation registration form it will be great help to the transgenders many of them are not able to vote because of family's objection to sign the form the ec should always do away with the rule seeking documents to prove we are a transgender or a woman in many instances the officials ask for documents regarding sex change or even if we change our names. It's difficult to produce medical documents to prove our sex change surgery. The EC should permit us to register with these documents. And I want to add to this that in my situation, when I came back from having my SRS surgery, I had to go to my doctor, yes, spread my legs and verify that I had indeed gone through the necessary changes to have all the documentation changed on my paperwork. How invasive is that, let me ask you? I mean, the government knew that I was on a plane to England. They knew that I was doing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed off on the checks to actually have me get my surgery. Mm. So trust me, I can attest to some of this stuff. A candlelight vigil held in memory of Kyra Cruz. A candlelight vigil will be... But paid tribute to a trans woman murdered in Philadelphia. Police are still searching for information about the victim of a 27, a 27-year-old who was shot in the head. Uh, beloved by the northeastern U.S. city's gay community, director of the Office of LGBT Affairs, Gloria Caceres says Kyra Cruz was a visible, friendly presence. She said, This has been surprising and upsetting to all of us. Authorities found Cruz's body about 5 a.m. in a wooded area on the September 3rd, the Philadelphia Inquirer reports. Before the murder, she had bought food and drinks about half a mile from the crime scene. Cruz worked for a year at the Gay and Lesbian Latino AIDS Education Initiative, a nonprofit group that focuses on HIV AIDS outreach. Executive Director Alicia Gonzalez said Cruz turned up one day in 2010 wanting to know what she could do to help. 
Initially stationed at the front desk, she later got a job counseling clients, Gonzalez said. She just immediately made the office light up. She didn't think of it as her job. It was her life's calling to give back to the community. Cruz was also active in gay pride events, designing costumes and choreographing performance routines. She was private about her personal life and suffered from drug addiction in the past. Community activist J.C. Adams says Kyra hit some bumps and bruises in life, but she never lost hope. No arrests have been made, so police have asked anyone with information to call the homicide unit at 1-215-686-3334. The vigil took place at William Way LGBT Community Centre. Transcriptions. Letters from you, the listener. And I've got a fun little email here that came to me from someone dubbed Little Cub. And uh, his or hers question came to me just like this. How did you become a dominatrix? Well, um, that is one that I'm probably going to talk about at great deal in a future show. So I'm hoping you're listening to that. And, uh, but anyway, to make a long story short, after attending a fetish night in Toronto, there I was sitting on the fence, which was a concrete fence or a concrete wall, actually in Tukathra Square Park, having a popsicle at, of course, 2.30 in the morning, all decked out in my gear. And uh, what did I have? Well, I had a van pull up and uh, the door opened up and inside was this older gentleman asking me if I would get in the van with him. And, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. And in retrospect, I hopped into that van and I should have probably not done that because I never know something could have happened to me, right? We've all gone through you know, stories that we've heard about where people are murdered for doing stupid things like that. Well, I didn't worry about it. Anyway, I got in this van. He drove me to a parkade behind the Pantages Theatre on Young Street there, and we were facing it. And I remember this whole thing, and I'm looking at the theatre thinking, this is so surreal. And um, all he wanted me to do was slowly get out of the van on the passenger side where I was sitting and one leg at a time because, well, I had a short skirt on and my legs are pretty nice, I have to admit. And uh, high heels on, stocking with seam up the back and all he would do was look at my legs and I didn't know exactly how he was going to look at my legs or what the extent was going to be looking at my legs. And uh, he was going to pay me. Pay me quite well, I might add. And uh, he would knock on the side of the door, and I would slowly open that door. He got out of the driver's side, went around after closing the driver's side door, and I didn't see him. This is when I kind of got a little panicky, but I'm still going to go through with this, and I'm a big person. Nobody's going to hurt me. At least that's what I believed. And uh, slowly he knocked on the door. One knock, two knock, three knocks. I opened the door put one leg out, and lo and behold, there he was on his knees on a piece of cardboard he pulled out of the back seat of the van, jerking his dick feverishly, and all I wanted to do, me to do was get out of that van slowly and show one leg at a time. I hadn't even got out of the van, and he was done. Bop! Done! He thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. Got back into that van, drove me back to where he picked me up, gave me my money, and asked if he could see me from there on in. Well, there you go. There was my life, starting as a professional dominatrix, of which I was very eager to learn more about and have fun with. And I saw him for years to come. Five, as a matter of fact.
listening to Transistor with your host, Velvet Steele.